0: Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to get financial independence, quit that J-O-B, that just overrode job, and live the dream life by investing in real estate. And today, I am super pumped to talk to you about private money, how to get other people's money to invest in your real estate investing deals. And my suggestion is to make a lot of money in passive income from every single property. So you're paying off your private money lenders and making money in passive income cash flow every single month. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life and now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner hey, what's going on? Super blessed as always to have you here on the show with me now i I I absolutely love. Two different holidays in America. Number one's Christmas. Absolutely loves Christmas. Christmas is just phenomenal holiday. But almost even more favorite of mine is the Fourth of July. And today, as I'm releasing this, it is the Fourth of July, and I am super pumped about the Fourth of July. Number one, celebrating independence. Obviously, independence from uh, England and you know Great Britain and all that stuff way back in 1776. All that stuff, now celebrating it now, having independence in general, having freedom. And you know me, I love having financial independence, financial freedom as well. And that's what I have this show, is to help you also gain more freedom. If you are financially free, oh my goodness, you have so much time in your life to do so many more things, from helping at your church, helping the community, um, being with your family, traveling the world, picking up hobbies all that sort of stuff because you have financial freedom. Now, I wanted to give you one little quick tip on if you're going to be doing any fireworks tonight or, you know, in the future, if you have fireworks for the 4th of July, New Year's or whenever you're going to do fireworks, here's a tip. Okay, so most fireworks that are legal, you would just, you know, go driving out the street, you'll see those pop-up tents and say, "You know, Fireworks, Phantom Fireworks, I think is a brand." And you know, you go in there and you buy them or you can go to Walmart and buy them in there. But they're like little fountains, you know, they're, they don't really do a whole ton, like they don't really shoot rockets up in the air, which are my favorite. Uh, I like finding those. But let's say you buy those little small fountain ones. They're good if they are done in a certain way. So here's my suggestion. I did this one year and I thought, oh my goodness, this is so much better. So normally, you put these fountain fireworks on the ground. And you light them, run away, and, you know, they kind of go up maybe five, six feet, you know, in the air, then kind of fall down and hit the ground and disperse out. Well, it's good. It's a good light show. But I thought, how much better would it be if these were higher up, if they were elevated and then it looks even more like a fountain that keeps going down even further? So what I did was I got like a 12, maybe, I don't know if it's 12 or 15 feet uh, foot ladder, And I would put them on the top of the ladder and light them up there so it is a shower of firework coming down. And you know how ladders are kind of like an A-frame ladder. We would put one at the top, one some... Uh, Made three quarters of the way up and then one halfway and then another one three quarter or a quarter of the way down. So we have four going out at the same time. It is just a huge light. So, light show, you will be literally the king of the block (laughs) or queen of the block if you utilize this technique to light off your fireworks. If you don't have the you know Roman candles and all the, the you know the really really good ones, um, anyways, so I wanted to give you that little tip because I I kid you not everybody's just so enamored like all the people from my street they come towards my <laughs> my area because I, spe- I I I like fireworks uh, explosions are really fun bright lights are really fun and so I buy lots of fireworks we have a lot of fun so let's move on to housing and private money now what i'm seeing right now and this is not just me i actually invest in stocks as well i'm i'm really Horrible at stocks. So you would not listen to me. Now, real estate investing, much, much better. Slower pace for me. It's a business. I buy a house and it makes me money and in passive income. Done. But stocks, I'm really good at buying high and selling low, which is the exact opposite of what you want to do. You want to buy low and sell high. Well, because I'm horrible at stocks, I actually invest in education myself with a gentleman. His name is Gareth Soloway, in theMoneystocks.com. I'm not promoting them at all, just sharing. That's where I go. And I have made so much money from him saying, okay, this is what I'm buying and how much I'm buying it for, blah, blah, blah. And then if you want to buy it, go right ahead. Well, I've done that. I followed him, and he says, now I'm going to sell it. I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to sell it. And I just followed his trades, and I make a lot of money. Now, recently, what he's been talking about more so is the economy and how that's playing out in stocks, but it also plays out for us in real estate investors. And recently, he was talking about the stock market and the economy, but then how that goes into Housing. Now, there's a couple things. Right now, we see housing being, you know, it's still like maybe it's even going up a little bit. We had a Big run up in 2021, 2022. Then it's pulled back a little bit, but now it's kind of going back up in a sense. Like prices are somewhat going back up, but the big reason why is because there are low supply of homes. People are realizing, well, I shouldn't put my home on the market now because I'm not going to get much money. So the supply is low, demand is still high. But here's a couple key observations that I I wanted to share with you guys, which was really brilliant that uh, Gareth was saying. So People, when they bought a, you know, a house, let's say 2021, 2022, they got a 3% interest. Really, really nice. You know, they're really happy on 3%. That's great. But what is also something that happens is year over year, we've had like at least 9 to 10% inflation on everything. Now, as inflation goes every single year, you know, 10% one year and then at 10% again on top of that, then at 10% again on top. Of that, it's just going to keep eating away at all of every, you know, everybody's dollars, everybody's money. And so that's going to hurt them and it's going to hurt them in paying their mortgage. Now, God forbid, people start getting job losses. Well, what Gareth is watching, and obviously I'm watching too, is the jobless claims that are coming in. Now, this is not counting all the jobs that are literally where people who have given up looking for jobs. They literally stopped. They're not even going to get into the labor market. They're literally just living off of food stamps or you know the government or whatever. They're literally not looking for jobs, which there are lots and lots of those. But the ones that are actively filing for unemployment, it is going up. Now, it hasn't gone up dramatically like it did back in 2008 when there was a big crash and everything and the recession. But As soon as that does, the labor, where um, the jobless claims actually start really taking off, well, sadly, people are not going to be able to pay their mortgages. Now, here's another thing. A lot of people back in 2008, what they were saying, oh, the reason why 2008, there were subprime loans, people buying two and three houses, so they had vacation houses, no income stated, and they just got a loan. So we're we're not going to have that problem again. Well, here's another thing that's coming, that's popping up, actually. So... You guys know I invest in buy and hold properties. I love long term, mid term and short term properties, but I do not buy a property unless I could rent it in a long term fashion and make money. And if I choose to turn it into a short term, I'll make even more money, but I don't don't I do not buy it unless I can rent it in long term because that's worst case scenario. Let's say everything falls apart and there's nobody traveling Well, if you bought a $800,000 Airbnb and your mortgage is, let's say, $4,500 a month and you're renting it out for $6,000 a month, you're like, great, I'm making $1,500 roughly after other expenses. But let's say you're making $1,500. But if you need to get $4,500 just to pay for the mortgage, let alone taxes, insurance, and all that other things, what happens if you do not get the bookings like you want? Well, what's sadly going to happen? And right now there is 2 million or there are 2 million Airbnb properties in Airbnb. And I know a lot of people in the last year or two have been jumping into Airbnbs and buying 600, 700, $800,000 homes and so excited because they're renting it out and they're paying off their mortgage. But what happens if you can't Rented out in a short term property and make that much money when you're like, okay, let me try to do a long term property tenant. Well, in long term, that property might only rent for $2,500 $3,000. Well, if your mortgage is $4,500 a month, and you're only making $3,000 or $3,500 at most in long term, because nobody's coming out in short term properties, well, you're going to be hurting. So I foresee a lot of problems in the short-term market because people are getting way overextended because they're just counting on short-term or Airbnb to pay their bills. And I remember 2008. If you're old enough to remember 2008, I'm not that old. I guess I am kind of old, getting older. But I remember 2008. Hotels were doing horribly. There were so many that were going bankrupt. It was really, really bad because nobody was vacationing. So this is what I'm seeing. And obviously, another very smart uh, guy, his name's Gareth, has put a lot more information out there. He he had charts and all that good stuff. I just wanted to share with you that when you see the labor market or as I'm seeing it, that's going to be an indication when you see jobless claims started getting higher and higher and higher, be on the lookout for a recession. And when a recession comes, people are losing their jobs and not going to be able to travel as much. Airbnb is going to get hit. And if you are not prepared for this it 's going to hurt you, and you go back and listen to my previous episode, like literally the one right before this, I talked about how to protect yourself in a recession, how to make sure that you are prepared for a recession because I went through a recession in two thousand and eight, in fact, two thousand and one with the dot com I had no clue what was going on. I was just basically in college, and then now two thousand and eight went through all of that, blessed to come out, actually making even more money because I invest in long term buy and hold. Properties, which hopefully you are as well. And with all of this, when there's going to be a correction, when there's going to be a crash, I dare to say, you and I are going to be making a lot of money because sadly, people who are not prepared like us, they're going to get hurt. And it's sad. It's just what's going to happen though. How much better would it be if we, as good investors, come in and help them out? take the property from them in a good way, not just you know steal it from we're not gonna do that, but we buy it from them, get them out of a bind that they're in, they can go and rent and hopefully learn how to protect themselves, but that's what we're gonna do. And then with that, what I'm looking at now, in today is we're talking about private money. So transitioning from us as being investors, using our own money to buy properties, we also want to be able to utilize other people's money, but here's a great thing we're not just using their money to buy properties for us we're actually giving them great opportunities for them to make money outside of them themselves you know getting a stock market or mutual funds or anything else that would maybe give them a very low return or even a savings account which is like less than a half a percent it's horrible to have that but let's say you have Family members that really would love to invest with you because they see your business model, they want to get into it, but they're maybe a little nervous or scared to actually invest in a property themselves well, great, you can get them to invest with you. And that's what we talk about with private money. And I wanna pause for a quick second and share that honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin, Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I wanna get you to invest in real estate Get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job. I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. Now, let's talk about private money and how you can utilize private money and get private money, how to find private money, how to use it to invest in real estate rental properties. Private money is fantastic. And I know a lot of people think, and it's an easy thought of, let's just get private money. Well, first, what is private money? Private money is where you're going to somebody else. It could be a family member, a friend, somebody else that you know, an acquaintance, and ask them, can I borrow money from you and give you interest, give you terms just like a bank would, and give you a better interest rate than probably a bank, and I will pay you back every single month. That's really what it comes down to. You're borrowing money from somebody else, a private investor somebody somebody that has a little bit extra money that wants to lend you money, and then you make sure you pay them back with interest. It's as simple as that. But now finding private money, doing it right, and actually being successful in getting somebody to trust you with their money is very, very different than just saying, I want to get private money. It's easy to say and much harder to do, which I'm going to walk you through all this today. Now, as we are looking at private money, I just showed you what it is. It's basically borrowing money, getting a loan from somebody that is not a bank. Now, how do we actually find them? How do we make sure that they trust us? That they want to lend us money? Now, when I first started investing, I had to go through this whole big issue of trying to figure out hard money. But I'm going to give you all the lessons that I learned as well as I've coached many, many students, hundreds and hundreds of students how to invest in real estate and we utilize private money all the time. And all these lessons learned, I'm literally going to show you and walk you through today. This is going to be the end all be all of private money so that you can learn how to do it. Now, the first thing that we need to do in getting private money is figuring out who we can actually ask to borrow money. The first thing we need to do is go through our idea or going through our brain and figure out in our network who would potentially be willing to lend us money. That's the first step. We just gotta figure out who. Number one, that could be family members. Talk to your parents, talk to your, your brothers and sisters, your cousins, your aunts and uncles, your grandparents. Talk to your family members. Those are the ones that know you Hopefully they trust you. They know and trust you. You don't have to do that much convincing to get them to know and trust you first. If you go with somebody brand new off the street, you're walking down the street, you see somebody walking there and they say, hey, hey, you know, hey what's your name? My name's Dustin. Hey, can you borrow or lend me some money? Can I borrow money from you? Number one, they don't know you. Number two, they don't trust you. Number three, they don't know if they're gonna get their money back. Now, what you're gonna do is get a list of all the different people in your network that you can actually ask from your friend's and family members, then you start thinking about business owners that you know. Anybody that might own a business, that might be an investor, anybody that might have money, you put them on that list as well. The idea is to get this list very, very long, as long as you can, because what you're gonna be doing, you're gonna be approaching them and letting them know. And I'll tell you exactly, you don't just walk up, hey, you know, uh, uh, grandma, can I borrow money? You don't do that. In fact, there's a, a strategic way we're gonna actually walk through how to actually do that. Now, what you're gonna do, With this long list now, once you have this list, you're going to set it aside. You're going to pause that idea. We just want to make sure we have a good amount of people to approach. So family members, you have friends, business acquaintances, anybody that you might know that might have a little bit of money to invest, get them on the list. Next up, what you want to do is you want to educate yourself on the business model. Now, the people you are going to ask to borrow money from, they're going to want to know two different things. Number one, to make sure that they're not going to lose money. They don't want to lose their money. So if they give you $50,000, they want to make sure that that money is not being thrown away. That's the first thing they are worried about. They don't want to lose their money and they want to make their money back. And so proving to them that you can do that is by having experience with your own investments. Because somebody might trust you with their money, but trust you to invest their money so that they get a return might be a little bit of you know a tall order. It might be harder to do. So what you want to do is you want to get experience. Number one, get education. You want to learn. In fact, I have my free real estate investing course that I literally want to give it to you. Check in the description, go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course, and I will literally give you my free real estate investing course. So that is actually going to walk you through how to find properties, fund properties, even more ways to do all this business, make it automatic, Make $250 a month in passive income. So get my free real estate investing course. You can definitely get that. Now with the private money, you're going to get education number one. My free investing course will actually get you there. I also have my real estate wealth builders where I actually teach you even much more so. But you need to show that you know what you're talking about. Because if you go to an investor and say, can I borrow money? I'm going to buy this property. I'm going to make money in passive income every single month. And that's it. They're going to ask you questions. If you do not know the answers to these questions, Your investor is going to be like, man, I'm not sure if Dustin really knows what he's doing. I don't know if I want to lend him my money because I might not get my money back. You want to be able to answer every single question. You want to know what your business is. And a big thing is once you get the education, you start getting experience. I suggest buying your own first property so you get that under your belt. Now, I have many students who have four, five, six properties. Now they literally buy properties with all private money or all hard money, which we'll get into in a little bit. Now, as you are doing that, you want to make sure that whoever you're talking to understands that you have the experience, you have the education, you have the knowledge to be able to save, protect, and make them more money. You have your list of people, then you have your education and you have your experience and you start working on that because they're going to want experience. Don't get me wrong. They absolutely want to make sure you have experience. The next thing you're going to do is start crafting your pitch or your um, you know, request for money. Now, don't just go up to grandma and say, grandma, can I borrow some money? I'm going to buy a property and make you money. No, you're not going to do that. What you're going to do is you are going to present a deal. Now, what you do have, you have your network of people that you want to ask. You have your experience. You have your education. You're getting ready to do this. Now, what you need to be doing is you need to be telling everybody in your network, basically anybody and everybody that you're an investor, like what you're doing now and that you're excited about and that you're doing it. This is planting a little seed in their brain that, hey, Dustin's an investor or Bob or Betty or Sue, like whoever it is, they're an investor. Wow, they're investing money. Let me sit back and watch. I might want to invest with them, but we'll see You know, if, if a year from now, they're still investing and they're making money. Maybe I might want to give them money to invest. So what you want to do, is start planting seeds, letting everybody know that you're an investor. I tell you, man, because I'm an investor, because I have my podcast, my YouTube channel, because I have articles, because I coach, I have so many people wanting to give me money to invest their money. And I usually say, well, let's let's actually sit down and talk about it. I can't, I'm not sure you're gonna take your money. People are just dying to give me money to invest for them. You want to get to that point where everybody knows you as an investor. I've been investing for 15, 16, 17 years or something like that a long time and people know, hey, Dustin quit his job because he has investments in rental properties. Let me invest with him. I know my money's going to be safe. You want to get to that point to where they realize year after year, hey, this guy is still doing great. Let me start investing with them. Now from there, as soon as you're ready to actually present your offer or your pitch to the private money investor. You want to craft your pitch. You actually want to itemize it out. You want to make sure that everything sounds good. And here's the big key, crucial, crucial, crucial. You don't just say, whenever I get a deal, I want to bring it to you and you lend me money. No, 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 you don't want to do that. You want to, in this pitch, present a deal. If you have deals in the past, show them how the numbers work. Show them how you're making money. Show them how well the business is doing. But what you want to do is present an offer with the deal. Like this is the address. This is how we're going to make money. This is how you're going to make money. This is how everybody's going to win. You're presenting the offer. So it's not just abstract. It's not like you're going to walk away from a conversation and they don't have an option to actually give you money. You want to make sure you have the deal absolutely ready so that when you do present it, they're going to say, this is a good deal. Let me give you money right now, (laughs) right at the terms. And that's the next thing is once you present it to somebody And they actually say, yes, I want to invest. My suggestion is a couple things. Number one, you got to get the terms and figure out what they're actually going to give you. But the big thing is I personally suggest not getting somebody to buy in as equity partner in the deal. You don't want to have somebody give you a $50,000 and own half of the property. What you would rather do, what I would rather do, and I suggest you do, have them give you a loan. That loan will then, you will be able to refinance that loan. And in refinancing that loan, you could pay them off you still own the property, you have a long-term loan, everybody wins, they make money, you make money, you have the property, you're making passive income, you want to go with the loan. Now, from there, you got to write down the terms, like what's the interest rates going to be? How long is the term going to be? Is there going to be a balloon payment? A balloon payment is like, after a certain amount of years, I'm going to refinance and cash out and pay you out. Is there going to be a balloon payment at the very end? You need to have all these things itemized out and documented out so that as they are going through the entire process of figuring out if they want to invest, they could see how much they're going to make, how long their money is going to be tied up, how much money they're going to give you. What's the interest? like? How much money are they going to be making? My suggestion is go about four or five interest points above what they would get in a savings account or a CD. Right now, CDs are like maybe 2%. They're pretty horrible. So I would probably offer five, six, maybe even 7%. Start low. You can always negotiate. But I would say A 6.5% would be really enticing to investors who or people who have extra money that they know they're not making any money in savings accounts or CDs. They would be able to get that. Now, what you would do is write up a loan contract. You would actually, if you want to talk to a lawyer, definitely talk to a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just relaying what I've learned from my lawyers. But you write everything up, get them to sign, and then they give you that money. If they need to actually put it into escrow for when you're buying the property, totally fine. Get them to talk to the escrow company, the title company. will take care of all that paperwork. Works out really, really well. From there, you actually have private money. My suggestion is to get that then turned into a actual mortgage, like a conventional loan as quickly as possible so that then they can free up that money to lend you again. Basically, they lend you money and you buy a house. You get it fixed up. You get it rented out. You start making money in passive income. Then you refinance it, pull that cash out, pay them off. Now you have a property with a loan on it. And with private money, you also have the ability to go back to that same person and say, hey, I made you five grand on that money in in like four months, five months. Can I borrow that again and do it all over again? They're like, shoot, yeah, you have a good track record. Let's do it again. You want to do that over and over again. Now, private money is just one of many different ways to get funding. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my Real Estate Wealth Builders group coaching, get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya.